Hello, everybody. My name is Maria, and I am a holistic health and wellness coach, and I'm your host of A Beginner's Guide to Wellness. This is a podcast that is going to help facilitate a discussion about positive behavior change in a world that drowns us in fat diets, misinformation, and off-the-shelf products that leave us feeling financially drained, confused, and very much overwhelmed. And as a health and wellness coach, I just want to help you break free from all of these limiting beliefs. And I really hope this series can help you out and give you some ideas and inspiration on how to get started on your wellness journey and make healthy decision-making a little bit easier. So keep on listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about sustainable living. If you're not familiar with sustainability, it basically means meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And we do this by reducing our carbon footprint, which is the total amount of greenhouse gases that include carbon dioxide and methane that are generated by our actions. And ways to do this is by living low waste, reducing plastic consumption, relying less on a car and using other means of transportation, such as a bike, public transportation, um, reducing energy and water use, buying locally. Oh my God, this list is so long. (laughs) Purchasing secondhand goods instead of always buying new, reducing food waste by knowing proper storage procedures or possibly even growing your own food if you're even able to do it or have the real estate to do this, but, you know, besides a windowsill, and being a more conscious and ethical consumer by paying attention to the way that things are made, how they're sourced, where it's being manufactured, and if the workers are getting paid a fair wage. And this whole transition to more greener alternatives is such a great opportunity to explore our creativity when working within our means in order to start making these lifestyle changes. I was originally going to make this just a few quick tips on how to live a more sustainable life, but (laughs) it got really wordy. I mean, you heard the introduction. It could be very, very long. It's a lot of information. So rather just like break it down into a four-part series because it was just getting a little bit too long for most attention spans, aka mine. And I just wanted to make it easier to digest. The four parts that I'll cover will be reducing our plastic consumption. And here I'll talk about what makes the plastic industry so toxic, the myths of recycling, ways that we can start making a difference. The second part will be being a more conscious and ethical consumer. I'll dive into greenwashing and differences between organic and commercial farming. The third part will be how to reduce food waste, and I'll talk about how you can prepare before you shop, organization tips, proper produce storage, storage safety, and ways that we can adopt new habits in order to reduce our food waste. And finally, nutrition. And I'll talk about the importance of reducing your meat consumption, the the actual difference between organic and conventional produce, and what a sustainable diet looks like and how we can do it ourselves. I mean, you can understand why I opted for a sustainable living series instead of one big episode. It's just a lot of information and it needs our full attention. Well, that's that. Let's get started on our first installation of the sustainable living series, which is how to reduce our plastic 
consumption. Okay, what makes plastic so bad? I'll break it down for you. First off, they take so long to decompose. 400 to maybe a thousand years to be exact. Only 9% of all plastic ever gets recycled because it is too costly and extremely difficult to collect, sort, and melt down. If recycled, it can only be used once or twice before it needs to be sent back to the landfill to get buried or thrown into our oceans. It's also cheaper and more convenient to continue using plastic versus a more sustainable alternative. It's also invisible and literally everywhere in the form of mini plastics that we ingest and they're not digestible, <laughs> big surprise. We live in a modern society that thrives on convenience, making the reduction of single-use plastic damn near impossible. <laughs> We're constantly being bombarded with companies coming out left and right with products to make life easier for us, but in turn creating a copious amount of waste from juice cleanses to meal kit deliveries or contraptions that make us, you know, that help us skip a step or two. I mean, I understand that all of these serve a purpose in their own way, but the whole convenience of it all has us brainwashed into believing that's the only way of doing things because any other way is just inconvenience because we just don't have the time for it. When in reality, we just don't have time for things that we don't want to prioritize. Like for example, cooking our meals. I know that cooking our own meals can seem really daunting, but guys, we don't need to buy everything pre-cut. We don't need to buy everything packaged or processed. These will usually have really long list of ingredients, which is probably not gonna be healthy. You know, they're gonna be really high on preservatives with crazy expiration days for like 2024 guys it's 2020 <laughs> i don't i don't know if i want to eat that the other day i was scrolling through instagram and i saw an ad for this meal delivery service and they said they would fill our fridges with healthy food so we didn't have to and the photo they had the photo they presented was one of a big fridge and it was completely packed with plastic containers, obviously filled with food, but just all these plastic containers. And people in the comment section had a field day <laughs> roasting this company, and it literally restored my faith in humanity. It was such a sigh of relief to know a lot more people are waking up about how important it is to reduce our plastic consumption. They were mentioning that only 9% of plastic gets recycled. Biodegradable plastic means nothing if the recycling companies aren't even sorting through them and how we need to avoid plastic completely in order to make a difference. It was literally poetry. And hey, I totally understand that these companies serve a purpose, but it, what bothers me is the fact that we always choose convenience over being environmentally conscious or ethical when making these decisions. And also, I understand that we can't avoid it completely. We live in a consumer-centered society where everything should be as convenient as possible because we always got to go, go, go. Therefore, we must be more conscious when we're making these kinds of decisions. I personally, I practice low waste as much as possible, but I'm only human and make mistakes all the time. And I'm trying my absolute best and hopefully with time, my good habits can 
proud out the bad. You know, I recently heard a term that I really identify with, which is eco-minimalism. And it represents people that try to minimize the consumption of products that can have a negative effect on the environment by being more conscious when it comes to decision-making. And becoming an eco-minimalist can seem overwhelming, mostly because it has the word minimalist in it. And we tend to associate the word minimalist with a pretentious hipster whose idea of a small dining set is a share facing a windowsill. But that's why we're having this discussion so we can learn more about the topic and start creating a ripple effect of positive behavior change. On that note, here's some tips on reducing single-use plastic. First off, use up, stop buying, and observe. This means using up what you have, stop overbuying because that creates waste and you're probably not gonna use all of it. And observe your habits, see what you're throwing away and then pick out one thing, find a solution to it, implement it in your life and once that feels natural, then choose something else. Just go little by little. There are things I haven't been able to switch out yet and the key here is to just buy what you need, let it serve its purpose completely instead of just throwing it away without much use, if any. For example, I don't need three different lotion bottles or three different bottles of lotion because usually one works just fine. And I'll make sure to buy a bigger size so I don't create as much waste as I would by buying a ton of little ones. I'll also make sure to use it up completely before tossing it or replacing it. And if available to me, I'll go for the product with the most eco-friendly packaging. And things that have a shorter shelf life, such as makeup and skincare products, it's best to keep those at a lower volume so you're able to use them up completely before they expire. There's actually a little icon on the bottles of skincare products or makeup, and it's usually a small container and it has like a number and, and an M, like 20, 20 M, like 20 months or 24 months. And that's the amount of months that the product has from the moment you open it up until it expires. So keeping track of your purchases is really important. So you keep that in mind. So you know when to toss, when to replace or how long you have until this product is no longer working properly. And in the spirit of low waste, before switching everything to a more sustainable alternative, make sure to use up what you already have. The point here is to reduce waste, not create more of it. Let whatever you bought serve its purpose and then move forward. The second point, <laughs> my dog, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you hear a tipper-tapper, again, my puppers just walking around the house. Uh, the second point is in order to avoid plastic bags, Always carry a reusable bag with you, either in your purse, backpack, your locker, your office, your car, or leave it in plain sight so you're more likely to grab it. And you can also buy little produce bags so you don't use those little ones they have at the grocery stores. So it's just another thing to keep in mind. Okay, guys, I swear this dog has a personal vendetta against me every time I start recording because she is making all the noise. Excuse me, young lady. What? Uh, okay, let's keep moving. Let's avoid using straws. This is number three 
don't use straws. But if you choose to or absolutely need them for reusable ones or biodegradable alternatives, I mean, we've really been on top of this one. I feel that plastic straws are pretty much banned in so many places. Uh, I personally have some metal ones at home and use them constantly for iced coffees, smoothies. And due to the fact that I'm huge klutz, <laughs> but I'm really trying to stop using them completely because I recently found out that the movement um, of the mouth area that you have to make when you're making the sipping motion encourages the breakdown of collagen on your lips, causing a lot of unnecessary wrinkles and lines, just like the ones that you get from cigarette smoking. And I just rather not, so no thank you. All right. Step four or tip number four, um, opting for reusable or biodegradable versions of plastic goods that you use on the daily. Uh, for example, using a bar of soap instead of a bottle of soap, reusable cotton rounds instead of disposable ones. I personally go through these a lot because I use them to remove my makeup or when I'm applying skincare products like toner, stuff like that. But if you don't really need them, just don't buy them. A safety razor instead of disposable ones. And with proper care, these razors can last you years. And all you need to do is switch out the blade once it gets dull. And these are 100% recyclable or compostable. Another thing that you can change or um, replace would be getting a coffee tumbler, getting a reusable water bottle, using reusable cleaning rags instead of relying solely on paper towels. There's so many things that we can do. Honestly, you just have to see what you use a lot of because this varies person per person. Um, bamboo is a really great alternative to plastic because it is really biodegradable and it's also known as one of the most sustainable materials on the planet because it grows so quickly. This is highly individual and it varies per person due to medical reason, accessibility, or financial reason. So circling back to point one, just evaluate what you have and see where you can swap. Another thing that you can do, which is tip number five, is opting for less packaging when purchasing goods. And this can be buying loose leaf greens instead of packages, or if available to you, getting things in bulk. Um, also buying things secondhand, such as clothing, electronics, furniture, there's so many great resources, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, estate sales, or your local thrift stores are really great places you can go buy secondhand goods. You can also get really crafty and make some DIYs. It's a great way to kill time, get those creative juices going, and it's just overall healthier. I love making my own granola, deodorant, soaps, I mean, just to name a few. The next thing which is, I think, one of the most important ones because I feel it's just the biggest, biggest misconception is the myth of recycling. So recycling is basically a myth because less than 9% of it gets recycled. It takes almost a 1,000 years to decompose. It's not biodegradable. It just breaks down into smaller pieces of plastic, causing mini plastic pollution, and this goes beyond just a bottle of water. Like synthetic fibers also create many plastic pollutions when you wash them. And a minority of plastics are compostable or biodegradable. 
but very little companies actually take the time to tell these apart, to sort them. So they end up just going to the same place. And a really good example for this is black plastic. There's a really big chance that these will always end up in our landfills. How scanners work at these recycling facilities, they reflect light via these infrared cameras in order to distinguish one plastic material from another. And because plastic, I mean, black plastic absorbs light rather than reflected, it just ends up not getting sorted and will end up in the landfills by accident. And recycling black plastic is also really expensive because it can only be recycled into other black plastic materials, unlike plastics of other colors. We also have these big corporations promoting how clean they are for how much they recycle to make us feel more comfortable or comfortable enough to keep consuming plastic. And because we think it's working, we'll end up consuming just as much, if not more. And these are the same big companies that in 1989 lobbied to place that little recycling triangle on every single plastic, even though it couldn't be recycled. It's a lot. Guys, so basically recycling is a myth. Let's just try and avoid plastic as much as possible. I know it's impossible, but we can definitely avoid it here and there. Definitely doable. And the final point is just to be a conscious consumer. It's important to shop as ethically as we can. You know, as we become more aware of what's happening around the world, the way that we spend our money should match our value system big corporations that are responsible for a lot of the plastic waste being dumped into our landfills and oceans are hiding behind their green companies because they're seeing a decline in sales and they want us to still consume their products. Um, an example is the company iron ironically called Honest, which is a company run by Coca-Cola so they can still reach the consumer that's trying to offer a more healthy and greener alternative and they do this because they know what we need to hear in order to get us to buy their product. And there's so many great alternatives out there. We just have to look beyond what's convenient to us. And as a consumer, what is it that we're actually consuming? And the key here is just to look at our daily routines and see what kind of substitutes we can start making today. All right, this concludes our first installation of the Sustainable Living series, How to Reduce Our Plastic Consumption. That was a mouthful. This entire episode was a mouthful. So much information. I really hope you got something out of it. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I have my info in the description box. You can always reach me at a beginner's guide to wellness.com and I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Bye.